Okay, welcome back. Um, we're here with Kylie's boyfriend, Dustin, to talk about a male's perspective of feminism. Kylie, would you like to take the lead since this is your episode? <laughs> sure. Alright, so in the assignment that I was talking about earlier, Dustin's actually the one who um, gave me one of my responses in not liking the word feminist. Can you tell us more why? Oh, I mean, it's pretty simple, which is just the word itself, because uh, by the way that I understand it, or at least what everybody told me is that the definition of feminism is supposed to be, you know, wanting equality for everyone, um, but the word feminism by the way, by the usage of, you know, femme is inherently just talking about females. So where'd you get the definition that feminism was, like, equal rights for everybody? Because, like, the definition itself is, like, equal rights and empowerment when it comes to women specifically <clears throat> for how long we've been discriminated against and oppressed. I don't remember where it came from. Oh, I wonder if it's just stemmed from learning things growing up. Maybe. Because have you ever done any, like, research on your own for it, or? No. I, like okay. I said, I don't remember where it came from. It was some, I want to say, maybe it was a video of somebody talking about feminism, or it's also possible that they've decided to change the definition over time, too. I just remember somebody talking about that, and that, that was what they said, and, and I was just like, well... If it's supposed to be about belief in equality for everyone, then shouldn't it be called, like, an equalist or some shit like that? Mm. Granted, every time I hear the word, every time I say the word equalist out loud, my mind immediately goes to, uh, what's it, Legend of Korra? <laughs> so, like, you also said that, like, you have, like, belief in the name for, like, feminism, but not because of the ne negative connotations, because of the loud minority that bashes men. You want to go on more about that? Um, okay. I kind of missed part of what you just said there, but all right. <laughs> so, like, in my assignment, I'd ask three males and three females um, what they thought a moral person was, um, what their first thoughts were when they heard the word feminism, if they themselves believe that women should be equal to men, and if they consider themselves a feminist. Um, two of the males that I had all had, like, a negative response to feminism, except for one. And so, like, the two negatives, you and, like, the other person I asked, were talked about how feminism is all about male bashing and male hating. Why? Oh, no, I don't think that it is all about it, but I do think that there is, like I said, a loud minority that uh that does talk about it and that's you know you don't ever hear the nice stories on the news because that's not news the news wants drama and bullshit so all you ever see on the news is all the loud minority bashing on men because that's what stirs up drama so then why so do you think mostly men have that connotation like, it's where it's all man-hating, but, like, all the women, then, like, at least, like, with the classroom assignment, all the women found it really empowering and positive. Why is there that difference between men and women, you think? 
I'm not entirely sure, but I can also say that I have come across plenty of women that have also said that uh, that they don't want to be considered part of the feminist group because of the same reason, because all the feminists are just radicals. And I'm not saying that's my opinion. I'm just saying that that's what <laughs> they said. Yeah. Is, oh, you know, they're all a bunch of radicals and men bashers and we're not about that. And so, you know, that actually kind of ties into another topic. I mean, I were talking about earlier um, with sexism and how women can also be sexist and misogynist to like their own, but it's also like all internal ideals um, from like how like they grew up. Um, with traditional sexism being, like, women belong in the kitchen. Oh, versus, yeah. like, modern I... sex in it, sexism. Um, what did I say it was earlier? <laughs> it's, like, still there, but, like, it's... Let me look at my definition. I, I think some of my more conservative family members even are that way. Oh, just like I was telling her. Where they, you know, believe in, like, traditional roles, you know, like that. I was telling her, like, that's how I was raised. Like, I wasn't allowed to cut grass as a kid because that was a man's thing. I I learned how to take care of the younger kids and be in the house. I also feel like there's now, like, this double double standard because... <laughs> bless you. Thank you. Because, you know, feminism, whatever, we're fighting for equal opportunities, equal rights mm-hmm. as women. And so now we're also... In relationships, not all, but in some relationships, we're expected to carry the household duties on top of holding a job. And if we don't have a job, then that that money, that income that comes in the household by the breadwinner, that paycheck is like dangled over our heads. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've seen that before. As like an abuse tactic. I don't think I've seen it. Like personally, I don't think I've known anybody that's dealt with it necessarily, but well, I that's where modern sexism comes from. It's like the de- denies that gender discrimination persists and includes the belief that women are asking for too much. Yeah, I've Interesting. I've been told I've been told um, before I started seeing you know mm-hmm. from other people that I I expect too much. You expect the bare minimum from what you told me. Like dream with some like mean? decent human decency and like we're gonna but, be fine. Right. Like someone told me. He literally was like, if you have high expectations and you're high maintenance, I was like, high maintenance? How? How am I high maintenance? What do I do that is high high needs? What do I need from somebody that's high needs? What did he tell you? He's like, oh, you just you just know what you want. Oh, knowing what I want is high needs. This is why <laughs> you're not in a relationship. <laughs> like, yeah. What do you think? What do you like when people say like women expect too much? What do you think? I don't. Know, would you say that I'm high maintenance? Uh, not I can't really. get mad at you. I so. mean, I guess you you can be sometimes. Not in a. I don't know, not in a, in any, like, material sense, but more like 
an emotional high maintenance sometimes. Uh, yeah, I, I can admit to that. I'm very lots emotional. Of, well, lots yeah. of reassurance. I'm sure it kills her inside that I'm not a touchy person and she wants to hug me sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, no, don't touch me. Honestly, I've gotten a lot better with that, I think. Like, at first it was, like, really hard for me because I have another friend. Um, I work with her at the... Well, don't work with her, but she's in the different food concept. Even yeah. Um, she's also not a very touchy-feely person. So it's, like, coming from somewhere that's, like, super touchy-feely and now to, like, here where a lot of the friends that I've met who aren't super touchy-feely, I'm just like, fuck. But then now sometimes even me, myself, I don't want to be touched. Like, yeah. like earlier, he was trying to physically comfort me, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, to be fair, he doesn't know when I want to be touched and when I don't want to be touched until it happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's important to ask. But also, sometimes you're just an emotional roller coaster, and it can be a, a whole ass ride trying to figure out. A little how bit to of mental illness, that. isn't it? It's just bullshit. It's not supposed <laughs> to be calling me out. <laughs> so. I guess, you know, backing up to what you originally asked me about, you know, women wanting too much, um, I, I don't think that there's any kind of blanket statement that can be made about that. It's very mm-hmm. much a, you know, there's lots of different women that want different things, and some women are, you know, just sick of the shit, and they just are looking for basic human kindness. And then there's other women out there, like... I think I've sent you a few of the TikToks where, you know, these guys will go out and, and interview girls on the street and be like, well, how much do you expect a man to make or whatever? And, and, and she'll be sitting there like, oh, I wouldn't date a man that makes less than $100,000 a year. And it's just like, what? I have a feeling like a lot. <laughs> I have a feeling like a yeah. lot of those could just be satire or like set up. Because or what like, if that's what. Like- people expect from us you know not even just set up but like being in like bigger city areas where the you know there's a higher income you know that Maybe. could be something i wish i could make like 100k shit i'd be sad i don't say i don't i don't know that we can make 100k combined mm. all three of us sure yeah all three of us but probably barely me and her i don't think we we we, we are probably close but not there so like a scenario from like your perspective i guess so i was telling i was talking about it earlier um how like i like to work on cars with my dad and there was this one time i went to o'reilly's and was telling them about like these little fuel filters i need needed for my car they're like what yay big what do we say like half dollar size yeah like little lawnmower filters i had those like along my fuel line under my hood right and regular sized fuel filter isn't gonna fit the dude at the counter at o'reilly's tried telling me that i was stupid and that I didn't know what I was talking about because a regular one would fit the tubing I needed. I'm like, no, I need the smaller one. My dad went in, like, the next day and asked the same question, told him the same information, and the dude was, like, willing to help him. Yeah, I have heard that time and time again. Uh, you know, I've heard it from friends, from family. i read stories on the Internet, just... Countless, countless stories where women just struggled with uh, with people not wanting to work with them or be kind to them, or um, and it's it's usually surrounding um, typically 
you know, male dominated things like working on cars is one of them. You know, that's definitely something where they think, oh, you know, you're just a dumb girl. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Um, but it, unfortunately, it even goes beyond that because I, I can't remember what it was. I just remember um, reading one story. Uh, it was something on the Internet where um, this, this woman... Um, was talking about how she worked for I think it was like an IT thing I don't know, some kind of like uh, some kind of like customer service line where they would help customers over the phone mm-hmm. and it wasn't necessarily a male dominated field like again I, it's been too long I can't remember what it was I just kind of vaguely remember some of the details um and basically, um, it, it, rather than it being an over-the-phone thing, it was just like a connecting to chat with someone kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And um, she talked about how customers were always so rude and so uh, um, just unwilling to work with her. And she'd try to help them, and uh, they just would basically just refused to even take the steps that she was giving them to fix their problem mm-hmm. because they thought she was stupid and didn't know what she was talking about. That and so what ended up happening was um, her and a male coworker that she'd been talking with, they decided to um, work on each other's accounts. Mm-hmm. So he was the one working under her name and vice versa. And... Um, they did that for like a week or something and during that week she had like helped more people than anybody else in the whole office because people actually listened to her and she was able to you know keep her her times down and everything and then um the uh the guy had his worst performing week ever (laughs) Oh, God. Because working with people assuming that they were talking to a woman, again, they just didn't want to cooperate. And and it all just came down to, you know, a woman's name on the screen. They make jokes about my job, too. They're like, are you guys even, are you guys even allowed to hire men? And I'm oh, just yeah. like, well, yeah, nobody ever applies because, like, everybody on my team is female. And just yeah. like we would, we used to have males on our team, but like nobody wants to apply. I'm pretty sure in this area, I've seen at least the one in town. Uh huh. There's men that work there. Cause yeah. when I've been dashing, I've seen them, and like not young people either, like older men. So yeah. I mean, it was pretty cool. At least there's still some men there. Okay. So yeah. on the topic of like feminism and sexism, how do you think it affects children? How does it affect children? Mm-hmm. Like, where do you think um, sexism starts? I mean, I would assume that it probably starts from, you know, the way that your parents are <clears throat> watching them growing up. So, you know, if your parents are more that way where, you know, they always assume the stereotypical roles 
then you're probably going to start developing that mindset that, you know, oh, well, you know, mommy always did these things, so that's, you know, that's a mommy's role, and daddy always did these things, so that's daddy's role. Okay, well, like, could it be, like, more than the parents? I suppose so. I mean, it could, I mean, it's in, everybody is a product of their environment, you know. I mean, it's like, when you go to, like, a toy store, what are the differences that you see between girls' toys and boys' toys? I mean... If we're putting gender on toys. I mean, yeah, I mean, typically the ones considered to be for girls are usually always, you know, all pink or glittery, purple, you know, bright colors, and usually, um, you know, they're, they're, they're toys to condition them to grow up to be housewives, you know, play kitchen sets and vacuums and shopping carts and food and things like that versus, um, I mean, I guess you could say the same thing about boys' toys, you know, kind of to condition them to become manual laborers, <laughs> things like that. Like my job, you know, working heavy equipment. There's so many heavy equipment toys for kids. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a... It's kind of like what we were talking about, like, how it kind of starts, like, as children. Like, we're doing this stuff to, like, not not even, like, consciously, but, like, the sexism and the gender roles and, like, the femininity versus masculinity. It all starts, like, young. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, at this point, it's up to our generation because we're mm-hmm. the ones having most of the kids, so... You know, the cusp of millennial versus Gen Z. Um, <laughs> and so you start breaking down those barriers, but with the people who can't, who are following what they grew up with, it's, it's a little bit harder because mm-hmm. they're not, they're not forming their own opinions based on other data that can be presented versus what they were taught. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the questions that came up in my class from my professor um, was what do you guys think of non-gendered parenting? So like raising a child with like no pronouns, like not he, him, her, her, she, whatever, like completely gender neutral in their parenting. I, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. And it's not my place to tell someone else how to raise their child. Just, like, I don't really like unsolicited parenting advice about my child. I know. It's not, like, trying to, like, judge other parents. It's just, like, no. your thoughts on it, like, in general. I know I wouldn't do it. Um, but if it's better for someone else to do that based on their family dynamic or whatever, then cool. I'm not going to judge them or anything. Because I've actually gotten two different comments about... My little one, mm-hmm. my daughter. Yeah. Um, like with the clothes you give me, clothes, not clothes. yeah, clothes. <laughs> um, clothes you give me a bunch of free clothes from yeah. like your son when he outgrows them. So well, yeah. like she has a bunch of male clothes and girl clothes. Well, she yeah. chooses whatever the hell she wants to wear. Um, I don't care what she plays with. If she wants to play with a doll, cool. If she wants to play with like a toy truck, she's playing cool. with brosies, uh, tool sets all the time. The little yeah. things and whatnot. You know, I taught her how to use the little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, like, um, one of my old coworkers, who just now had a baby, mm-hmm. was like, "Yeah, I just need some clothes." I'm like, "I have a ton of clothes I can give you," and she's like, "Boy clothes?" I'm like, "Yeah," and she's like, "I thought you had a daughter," and I'm like. 
I do. And she's like, you let her wear boy clothes? And I'm like, clothes are clothes. Yeah. I've and it's like, either. she was judging me for like letting my daughter wear like more masculine boy clothes. And I'm just like, clothes are clothes. They're free. Kids clothes are stupid expensive. Oh, ridiculous. And then I've also got shit for her name. That's... So like, she has like, I her nickname is like typically a male nickname. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like when I tell people like they're her full name they're like oh i thought you had a boy based off of like the name i'm like no that's just her nickname i mean this is her full name and then like when they hear her full name they're like why did you give her an old white woman's name it's like i can't fucking win like and then i tell them that she's named after my dead grandmother and then they're just like oh shit i'm so sorry it's like it's none of your business anyways okay my kid (laughs) has a ponytail you know how many comments I get when we're out in public about his damn ponytail? It's ridiculous. And I'm like, he has long, beautiful curls. Why would I, you know what I mean? I'm planning right? for the springtime to chop him off because it's going to get hot again next summer. But. And he has, like, medium hair and I don't want him to cut it. But. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then, oftentimes, regardless of my kid being in boy clothes, air quotes around it. They ask, they ask me how old my daughter is. And I'm like, well, actually, he's a boy. He just got long hair. Like, it's no biggie. But it sometimes it does get frustrating when they're persistent. Yeah. And with his name, I've been asked, you know, over the phone about my daughter. Even though I literally put an E at the end of his name. Because if it was IA, that's the more feminine version yeah. of his name. If you learned anything from fucking Spanish class. Um, <laughs> so that's, you know, I guess we're both in the same boat with that. <clears throat> Did you have any problems like that growing up? Probably not because you have like a very traditional male name. Yeah, no, I didn't have anything like that. Did you ever witness anything like that happening in your family? In my family? No, not really. Or like maybe at school growing up? Then he didn't learn really like the Nora Red State, so probably yeah, not. probably not. I'm sure really everyone had similar names. Not anything. too much uniqueness. Mm. See, in school, I didn't really see much of that. But I'm from a small town. Do you want to tell us what really happened with your ex? I know oh, I yeah. touched on it earlier, but like, just now a little bit ago, you said I got it wrong. So what's the real story? You don't have to if you, if don't, you don't want, want to. to. I'll I mean. Clip it. Basically, you know, I don't know what all you told, but... Um, um I said, uh, you guys had gotten into a fight. Um, you had bruises all over you because it was, like, a domestic violence situation. Um, she called the cops and got, like, a restraining order or charges pressed against you. And then they somehow got dropped. No. <laughs> um... Yeah, see, that, that's what I wanted you to clarify. Okay, so this is the actual story about what happened between... Dustin and his now ex. You just want me to start with what happened on that particular day? Yeah. Yeah, just that one day. Okay. Well, um, she was in the shower. I was out in the living room. Um, Of course, uh, it's a little bit important to the story to note that I was in nothing but my boxers. Uh, that'll come up later. <laughs> um, anyway, <clears throat> I was looking around at the mess on the carpet, 
and decided that I was going to vacuum. And I figured that she maybe be happy since she'd always complain that I didn't do anything around the house anyway, which was a complete lie. I did almost everything. But um, anyway, I decided to go ahead and, and vacuum the living room. And just about the time I get done, she comes out of the shower in just a towel to yell at me saying that I was going to blow up her vacuum because she had taken one of the like smaller filters or whatever out of it to wash it and hadn't put it back in. I didn't know it wasn't in there. And she's like, oh, you're going to blow up my vacuum because the little filter isn't in there. And I'm like, it's, it's not going to blow up. And I was like, I'm already done and it's fine. <laughs> Um, and so of course, you know, she's just being ridiculous and I just wasn't having any of that. And, um, rather than, you know, just take the simple answer and walk away, she decided that she wanted to scream at me and I wasn't going to I wasn't going to fight with her. So I just said, leave me alone and go finish your damn shower. And at that point... Um, she drops the towel, raises both hands up above her head, balls them in fists, comes at me, and tries to bring both fists in a downward motion. And uh, I'd seen what she was doing, and as she brought her hands down, I grabbed her by the wrists, and I pulled them downwards, and I crossed her arms, and I said, don't try to fucking hit me. And at that point, rather than stop, she decided she was going to try to drop her shoulder and push me. And I wasn't having that. So the idea in my mind was I was going to push her back. And I was going to push her to where her back was up against the wall. So she didn't have any leverage to push back until she would calm the hell down. Well, unfortunately... She had all of her shit scattered all over the living room. So as I was pushing her backwards, she tripped over something and, you know, stopped pushing back and tripped backwards, hit the wall, and just happened to hit the wall square right between the two, right between two wall studs, broke the drywall. Oh no. <laughs> that sounds painful. But that thing is like, it was like, super I, I didn't know it until it was broken but it was super thin drywall like mm. most drywall standard is like half inch and this was three eighths inch mm -hmm. so really thin drywall broke easily um but the thing is like yeah she broke it but she didn't get hurt there was no scratches no bruises nothing was hurt on her except for her pride <laughs> And at this point, then she runs off back to the bathroom and uh, I guess from there called the cops or I don't really know the story there. I don't know if she just called the cops herself or I think one of the other things that I'd heard was that she called one of her friends and then the friend called the cops. Something along those lines. Either way, I had gone in after she got out 
and left. I went in, took a shower, got dressed, because I was going to go have lunch with my dad, who was in town at the time. And, uh, you know, I get dressed, and then all of a sudden cops show up, and they're putting me in handcuffs and, and sitting me down. They ask me what happened, and I told them the whole story. And, uh, which, mind you, later on when I got a lawyer, um, the lawyer wanted me to get a copy of the police report, and I, I went and I got a copy of the police report. The police did not note down a single word that I said. They noted down her false story, which, by the way, in the police report, she said that she was walking across the living room when I came at her and threw her into the wall. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so I had to go to court for that. And my lawyer was basically, now Now I know in, for the future reference to um, pay more for a fucking lawyer. Because I think he was a shit lawyer to begin with. Um, was it one of the ones the state appointed to you? No, or? it was like 500 bucks or something like that. Oh, Later yeah. on, something else happened, which again, that's another story. Complete bullshit. I had to get another lawyer. With her uh, or yeah, with her. Oh, for another. And time. that was that was um, we spent fifteen hundred dollars on a lawyer the second time around, and he did a whole hell of a lot of work. Oh yeah. And he was super helpful, and I was like, yeah, no, don't don't get a five hundred dollar lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did jack shit. But basically, what the lawyer said was. Yeah, sorry, you kind of got screwed because the judge that they picked for your case is an old guy and has old values, and when it comes to these cases between a man and a woman, he's always going to side with the woman. So, like, and did they, did your side ever come to light in that? No, not in the court at all, no. Um, like I said, I basically didn't have a choice. I, I, I didn't even get to plead any kind of case in court because what it just came down to was, like I said, the lawyer just said, you know, because you got this judge, like, he's not going to care what you have to say is basically what he said. He said, because this was a domestic dispute between a man and a woman, he's always going to side with the woman because he's always going to say that the man should have walked away. And um, so he said, you have two choices since you got stuck with this guy. He said, choice number one, you go to jail for six months. Choice number two, you plead guilty and it won't go on your record and you'll have to take, uh, you'll, you'll be uh, uh, on probation for two years and you have to take a batterer's intervention class. Oh, that's what you ended up doing, isn't it? Yes, that's obviously oh, okay. how I go to jail for six months. Okay, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I definitely got that story wrong. And then, um, <laughs> Oops. And then shit. one of the fun things, yeah. so by the way, just throwing it out there, um, the it, there was all kinds of stories that came up at the batter's intervention class. Um, uh, a it, it was Were a lot, lot of them like yours? Um, not exactly like mine, but uh -huh. like, like one guy. He got into a verbal altercation with his wife. Um, there was nothing physical that happened between them. But during their argument, he decided to burn their marriage license. And when he did, and, and then after that, um, he got charged with domestic violence and arson. I mean, technically it is arson. Yeah. And the domestic violence thing could have been from the, the yelling 
in the verbal. Yeah, because domestic violence is more than just physical. Yeah, but um, the story kind of it, it kind of tied still, in. Still, like when you're in a batterer's intervention class, like come on, for yelling, come on. Yes, because it, it's uh, still, it's still considered domestic violence. Um, yelling, you and your partner yelling at each other—that's domestic violence. Whether it's like male or female yelling at each other, so yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, but I mean, the word batterers infers you physically hit them. Yes, but in a lot of DV cases, it definitely starts out at just verbal mm-hmm. and financial. And um, There's another guy there who, he had multiple stories. He, he just really knew how to pick them when it came to girlfriends, apparently. <laughs> um, Either that or he was genuinely abuser. I, that, yeah. I suppose, maybe, but um, I know that there was, he told at least one story where um, he said he had this girlfriend that he was paying for her phone, Mm -hmm. and he found out that she was, like, um, flirt, using it to, like, message and flirt with other guys, Mm -hmm. and so he was going to take her phone away. He, I mean, he did. He physically took her phone away and said, I'm not going to let you have this phone, saying, I'm not paying for you to have this phone for you to go and flirt with other guys. And um, she picked something up. I can't remember what it was, but she, he said she picked something up and literally beat the shit out of him. He was bruised. He was bloody. He called the cops, and uh, they showed up, and despite the scene, and despite that he's the one that called the cops, um, they still made him, despite, again, the fact that he's the one paying for it, they made him give her the phone back and did nothing to her whatsoever. How would it just reported the phone stolen? Like, had to do with somebody else? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of... Your story kind of came up when we were talking about how, like, men go through these issues, too. Yeah. Because, like, sexism doesn't just affect um, women. It affects men, too. Which is, like, your story just now. And it really sucks. And, <laughs> and I brought up the, the class originally. Because um, remember, I, t- I told you there was an important little tidbit about the fact that I was just hanging out in my boxers in the living room. Um, it's because the, uh, the guy that ran the class said, you know, about the difference... Uh, uh, between self-defense and retaliation and he said basically it's self-defense if you have no way out it's retaliation if you do and I said so when she was between me and the entrance of uh, you know or me and the exit and I get I said I guess technically I could have went out the glass doors onto the balcony but I was in my underwear and it was snowy and icy outside in the middle of January. Uh, and she absolutely would have locked me out in the cold without my phone or anything. And I'd have just been stranded on the balcony. Um, so I was like, where where was my, you know, reasonable way out? What did he tell you? He just said, he, he didn't really have anything to say. He just kind of like had a pause and he was just kind of like, yeah, sorry about that. It was just kind of all, all he really had to say. I know, maybe because like, he wasn't expecting that. Because like, if you're in that class, there's like a good reason for it. Usually. Usually. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you still learned things in that class you didn't know before. 
No, not really. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I've done so much therapy and I still learn new things in therapy. So yeah. on our final note, I kind of want to talk about something that I saw on TikTok. Did you see the video I stitched about the um, <coughs> Harry Styles supposedly queer baiting? No. Okay. Well, there's this guy. He has a bunch of followers. So he has like 3 million followers on TikTok. So I don't want to play the audio. I'll send it to you to watch later. But his name's Patty. And um, he talks about how he thinks Harry Styles, a straight man, which I don't know if Harry's come out and said that he's straight. I'm not. Don't hate me for this, but I'm not, like, super into them, whatever. Me neither. Um, is queer baiting because he dresses feminine. That is the worst that's, hot take I've ever heard in my life. Oh my, that that just ties back into like our kids, bro. Yeah, like <laughs> we were talking about like clothing and whatnot. And that's what made me think about it because it's like, as people in the queer community, why we want like that? We don't want people to be in this box, right? Oh. We don't fit in this fucking box. So why do we have to put straight men in this box? Saying that they need to wear only masculine clothing. Why can't Harry Styles wear whatever the fuck he wants if he's right. comfortable? Especially with all the fucking money he makes. Seriously, just just let the man be comfortable. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Dustin, for, for your wonderful input and joining us on our podcast today. You're welcome. <laughs> Anything, any final notes you want to add? Anything else? I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, my my only little thing to add, I guess, would be on uh, that thing that that Emmy just brought up, which should be um, that. What I mean, how, I guess. Let me before I, I I say this. How do they define queer baiting? Basically, someone who is or um, who is and identifies as straight but pretends to be queer um, just to get more people to like them or to, quote, fit in like they're impersonating someone or something. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that kind of destroys my point that I was going to make because that's not what I thought. That <laughs> what was your original be. thought then? Well, I thought it was going to literally be like, oh, you know, Dressing or acting like he was gay to uh, to literally make the gay community more attracted to him, like, like thinking that they yeah, that's like, like that's more like is. not not like to make them like him more, but like the physical attraction. Yes, I mean, that yeah, that is definitely part of it. But um, no, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way hearing that, especially yeah. somebody with 3 million followers on TikTok. I don't know about his other social platforms because, like, it just popped up on my For You page. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the hell, man? But I don't know if the rest of the queer community would agree with us on that. It's just rubbed me the wrong way. And Harry Styles, I know you'll never listen to this, but just do it every fucking <laughs> lot, man. He's got so much money. Who cares? Honestly. How many <laughs> how many rock stars, like generationally, just fucking wear trench coats down to their fucking ankles and eyeliner and everything else and we not once have said that they were queer baiting. Right? No. So like just cause Harry Styles is like more what what's that pop music? 
He's queer baiting? Oh my god, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just saying. He's a, he's a star. Like, obviously people are people who are famous are going to do shit to make more people like them. That's how you get more famous. <laughs> like, people do it all the time. I mean, there's how many people have gone up there and basically built an entire career around making teenage girls lust after them. Justin Bieber. And fucking, we don't say anything about that. So. I mean, there's also, like, pop, other pop stars and teenage girls still lust over that are female, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely, like, sync and all the fun shit. Yeah. And Britney. The Britney alone. And, I mean, I, I would think there's an argument to be made there that it's a lot more, uh, uh, it's a lot more wrong to, to target a bunch of teenage girls versus targeting you know people that are your own yeah age group <laughs> all right thanks again for joining us your yeah. your input was actually pretty interesting um very interesting we might have to have him on another podcast for other topics well yeah there's a few people <laughs> we're gonna pull this podcast because yeah. it, it just makes a conversation more interesting because you and i agree on just everything, about everything. <laughs> i think that because I started to talk, and then you went off on some other tangent. Oops. Oopsie. <laughs> it's mental illness, isn't it? Hey, Kylie, what is today's foundation? So today's foundation is called Girls on the Run. Um, basically, envisioning a world where every girl knows and activates her limitless potential and is free to boldly pursue her dreams. Um, it reaches girls at a critical stage um, to strengthen their confidence at a time when society begins to tell them that they can't. Um, underscoring the in, the important connection between physical and emotional health, um, and they address the whole girl when she needs it the most. Um, basically, another thing that goes with women empowerment, um, showing girls like their full potential, um, and getting them involved with themselves. And you can learn more about Girls on the Run at girlsontherun.org. If you guys would like to send in any submission requests for topics, or any story times you'd like for us to share for you, go ahead and find me on Instagram at Emmy Wonders. That is E-M-I-E Wonders. And shoot me a DM. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode.